Welcome to Theme Team. Hi, my name's Preet. I'm Adam. I'm Jeb. It's our belief that movies that resonate with us are the ones that are trying to say something. They make some sort of statement about a better way to live. Some people call this a theme, others a moral. We call it an armature. The best movies, in our opinions, are the ones that say something specific and say it well. So join us as we analyze and take apart some classic movies and see what they are trying to say. Quick note for this episode, the audio takes a bit of a dip in quality as it was one of the first ones we recorded, but we thought the content of the conversation was still worth posting. Hope you enjoy. So we're talking about Butch Cassidy and Sundance, Sundance Kid. And we, so we have all seen it. I saw it today. You've seen it twice. How many times have you seen it, Jeb? I've seen it once uh, last week. Last week. Okay. So kind of different experiences with it. Um, I was really trying to keep track of the armature. Like, specifically in the first act, I was really trying to like focus on what they were setting up. And the only thing I could really, like, pull out, I guess, a thread by the end of it was how Butch, like, he's the talking guy and uh, Sundance is the shooter. And it seemed like they were kind of playing with that. But I... I don't know. It was hard to figure out what the movie was about and what changed. I think that is part of... Those are their characters. They seem... It seems like Butch is supposed to be the... He's the leader and the thinker. And they kind of set that up with the gang as well. Um, And sort Mm -hmm. of in Sundance is kind of the muscle... But not the muscle. He's the shoot. Like he's the the he's the quick draw sharpshooter. Right. Um, yeah, they set it up with the uh, yeah. Go ahead, oh, uh, yeah. You're just in. Yeah, you try to think about that too. Like yeah, to uh, articulate yeah what what the overall message was, everything, and it. It's kind of what, why what I got was um, it, like, like a, you know, they kept, about uh, both Butch and Sundance, uh, I kept having these, these conversations with, with each other about like like oh maybe we should do something else you know like, you know like you know sort of wishful thinking you know like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but then they, uh. Basically, kept getting, uh, but then it, it is, is kept kept doing what what they're doing. I mean, you know, which is robbing banks. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, I was like, you know, like, uh, you know, like, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the wishful thinking versus the actual action. Mm-hmm. That's and, a good point. You know, basically kicking the path of, of at least resistance because actually changing be really hard hmm. and and i think by the kind of like by the kind of like by the end you know uh it, you know like not only are they you know surrounded and everything but like you know the last conversation is like you know then like hey maybe maybe we should go to us Australia. Right. Like, yeah there's some yeah really good you know banks there and stuff like 
like man like so even if they were to somehow get you know, they would still you know you know keep on that same you know self-destructive path okay yeah, that makes sense <laughs> um there's actually a interesting reveal because i've been trying to piece together a couple of there's a few things that that kind of stuck out to me especially on the second viewing. first viewing uh the, the thing that stuck out to me was things that you guys mentioned but also um basically butch and sundance don't want to move on they the, the, sorry the first viewing the way it came across was butch and sundance don't actually want to work they don't want to actively participate in mm -hmm. anything right they want to rob banks and then have fun right. um and the robbing banks facilitates the having fun um, and that's what everyone outside, you know, you got Butch and you got Sundance and you got uh, Sundance's girlfriend, who I can't remember the name of anymore. Um, and yeah, and like, they're the only three like real characters, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. everyone else is kind of like, or the, the three main sort of characters, like everyone else is sort of, um, outside of this and they're all like even the people that rob them say like how nice they are like, yeah, right. you're all but you're really stand-up guys you're super nice even like <laughs> evil even like the dude in the train um <laughs> it's just like oh, yeah you were real nice uh you were real nice butch but uh uh I but, yeah i gotta to rob me it would definitely be you yeah like if it was my money, I'd happily give it to you. But it's not yeah. my money; it's this guy's money. It's like, um, and then on the second viewing, what started to come, but like it came into relief, was more about felt like they were sort of, um, they were avoiding, they're avoiding growing as people, right? Like at any cost. Like times are changing. Like I noticed that the second hmm. time when they go and meet the sheriff, like they're 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 getting chased by the gang, right. and they're chased across the desert, and they end up at the I don't know if he's a sheriff or a captain or something, but there's some guy who's like some kind of government official, and they break into his house, and yeah. he knows who they are, yeah. and he's he's another one that says, look, but you know you've always been a stand-up guy, you're nice to me, or apart from all the like the robbing and stuff, you've always been a real nice guy. But you can't do this anymore. I told you you can't do this anymore. Um, and they're trying to get out of it by like, hey, we'll join the army. You're a government official. You just got to tell them and join the army and everything's fine. Like, right. And he's like, you don't understand. Times have changed. Your era is over. Yeah, it would have mm -hmm. been better if you died in a gunfight like 10 years ago or something along those lines. Like, mm -hmm. now you, you know. You know, you're going to die someday. The only choice you're going to get is where and maybe how. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or be killed. It's like, it's not, you're not going to die an old man. It's basically, it's like, you're going to, there's going to be a shootout. Mm -hmm. Basically, the only choice is where it happens. Yeah. Like, and that's, um, like, that's midway through the second act, but it's kind of before, it's right as they're sort of deciding, like, how they're going to kind of, finally get away sort of thing right. um and yeah it's like so it's like that's the thing that they don't want to grow and the world has changed mm -hmm. and they do not want to change with it 
Um, interesting. There was uh, one shot in particular where I kind of caught that uh, that kind of message being there is with the bike, you know, and when they're officially running away to Bolivia, he kind of rolls the bike away and then says like, yeah. "Heck with your future," and then yeah, the mm-hmm. bike just kind of slow like. It's like slowly turning. I'm sure it's like a clock. It's going backwards. Mm-hmm. The, you're right. The but the, the the yeah the bike wheel is literally spinning away in camera and it's turning clockwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like time's marching forward. It's interesting. And, yeah, that's. I I think you're right. I think that is what Denlin's talking about. I think I wanted it to be. I guess I just wanted a redemption arc for them, <laughs> and specifically uh, Sundance Kid. Um, it was harder to t- like Butch was kind of like the I don't know the the girl character even tells him at the beginning that you know you're not good with money you blow it you you actually just give it to people and you're not very responsible with it but I couldn't figure out. The Sundance Kid, because it looked like he was a little more responsible with it. I didn't, I didn't necessarily know, like, the situation of how she had her house and all that. So, I don't know. It seemed like Sundance was the guy who was trying to, like, make sure his boxes were checked. And then Butch was the kind of, I don't I think know, crazy one. But I think that's a little separated, actually. This is conjecture a little bit, but based on other movies like this, like she's specifically a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I think it. Uh, this is all right. Conjecture from another movie, in Back to the Future Three, they specifically have a teacher in the old west. She comes to the town. She has a house, so it may just be a. Hey, you come here because you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're going to be a teacher and our school will give you a house for mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's quite possible that, that was it. That might have just been her house. Yeah, and that would I make mean, sense. She got well. it for the job. So I, she I, even I, said I, later on, you know, I'm single. I'm a teacher. I'm 26. The most excitement I have is hanging around with you guys. So it, it kind of seemed like she was pretty, she had her boxes checked, but. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah. And I think that's also why she's the one who ends up leaving. Because I think she's the only one who sees the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been warned. You guys are going to die in a shootout. Because you ain't changing. And I don't recall... Like, I didn't get far enough into it the second time around to double check. But essentially, I feel like that's why she leaves. Because, like, you know, it's kind of like she's had her fun at this point. She's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she even uh, brings up, like, oh, have you, you know, you know, it's, how, how about farming? And, you know, both uh, of them are like, yeah. we don't want to farm, like, like, you know, you know, it's Robin stuff, you know, that's all we know. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because that would make sense. Like, how she, her whole, um, how she confronted them was like there's other ways to go straight so probably what she was saying is like you guys are just doing the same things you're doing except on on the straight side now which is interesting right. because that then conflicts with again a narrative that I kind of built because since Butch was like 
now I need to tell you something, I've never shot anybody before. And then they had that really drawn out, like, once the guy got shot, he was like, yeah! Like, it was a very painful scene to watch and actually made a lot of the gunfights a little more, like, tense and weighty, I thought, because it made the death feel a little more real. But I, I well, thought I, they were going to play up on that more, where he was actually just a good guy on the wrong side of the tracks. But if the whole movie is like, no, they <laughs> that was the only tracks they knew, and they just kept going back to them, I, I misread mm-hmm. a lot of that. It, that's. I think some of that may be to do with probably slightly different film language being used in older movies. Because mm-hmm. I, I misread quite a few things the first time as well. I had a hard time. It, it made much more sense to me the second time around. Um, going through it, but I think that's that's part of it, just because like it's. Like they're using the tools that were would have been used, um, in the, I guess in the '60s, whenever that movie was made. Yeah. I think it's like '66 or '69, I believe. Um, would have been a good thing for me to look that up before uh, recording the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think it's everything seems to point to that. So like they're not willing to take. That because the one time they do get that they get the security job guarding that guy who then gets shot, and I think the reason he gets the gruesome death is just to reinforce to everyone, including the audience, to them and to the audience that oh by the way dying in a shootout is terrible because this is the old west, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe you go out in a hail of gunfire so you die pretty quickly, but probably not. It's going to hurt and you're going to bleed out. Um, They do end up going out in a... Spoilers. A 50, 60-year-old movie. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, But yeah, it's... uh, They do go out in a hail of gunfire, but even then... It's going to be horrible and painful and terrible, right? And I think that's the reason that that scene is there. It's like, there's no, it's not like a, you know, what you, certainly not like what you see now in uh, in a movie like that or any kind of action movie. And maybe even then, I don't, like, other movies of the era may have portrayed death a little bit differently. I'm not sure. I don't know if they, but that I think was there for a specific purpose for them and us. By the way, this is going to be a horrible, terrible death. It's not going to be fast. I mean, it was very visceral to me. Like, a lot of the gunfights seemed a lot more tense and weighty, I think, because of a lot of those shots. And the fact that Butch hadn't shot anyone before. They weren't like the superheroes going in, you know, Pow, 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 pow. All the bad guys are dead. No one cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was. Yes. Yes, a good point. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole. You know, the whole time, you know, when they're, you know, you know, in that security job and everything, everything, like, oh, you know, they're, you know, is, is the first step, you know, you know, to the right path, everything. And then, you know, and that goes wrong. And then, and then, 
once that's resolved, I, you know, you know, I, I haven't killed anyone before. You know, they does. It's like not only have they returned to that path, but you know, they've basically dug themselves deeper into it. But on the on the side that they don't even want to be. <laughs> yeah. So if you could distill the armature of that movie, what would you distill it to? I was trying to do that earlier today. Um, um yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really think like yeah how to fully articulate, but I I think something about like hmm, uh some to of like uh, uh taking the path of least resistance won't lead to positive change, you know. Hmm. Uh, like it's definitely a better way to do a word then, but yeah. My head was kind of going to something like uh time's gonna move on with or without you. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's it's that's kind of where I was starting to land after my my second watch was like times are gonna change and if you're you know you can either change with them or be left behind to die. Um, it might be a bit much so it's yeah, but the way you're you could either change with them or not. Um, and you know, and I think that's their consequence. They refuse to. They mm -hmm. do not change. They they go. To an entirely different part of the world, like and do the exact same thing, and then, like you mentioned earlier, Jeb, like in those last moments, they're chit chatting about doing it again. I was like, ah, oh, how about Australia? To do the same thing, not yeah. the hey, you know, we can go to Australia where no one will know us, and we can start afresh. Just start afresh, robbing banks again. What is banks like that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, so you're not going to change. The place is the same. Because, yeah, the one place where they were different, they didn't stay. And that's that montage of them being in, like, New York. Mm -hmm. um, like, they they were there. They could have had very different lives. They could have just stayed there. Mm -hmm. Like, it seemed like they yeah. were there for a little bit. They could have just changed their names or taken up their old names. And we're... Okay. Sorry, and and yeah, and just stayed there. One of them could have married the girl, and uh, and then just started new lives. Like oh. yeah, literally, neither one of them married married her or would marry her. Like she, right. they both loved her in their own way. She actually loved both of them. Um, and it's like if one you did this, the other one would have just changed and had to do something else. Mm -hmm. And neither of you would. That was the one thing I kept wondering what was happening to the money because it was pretty clear at the beginning that it was all going away pretty quick. The train jobs weren't that big, yada yada. But once they moved to Bolivia, it seemed like money shouldn't have been a problem. I mean, it showed them also like eating fancy and stuff, so I guess they don't really address it. But maybe that's kind of the point is. It doesn't really matter. Like the the point is, they're always gonna just rob banks, right? If they will always just burn the money, because if they went back to robbing banks, I think it's safe to assume that 
Butch, at the very least, went back to doing the same thing of like, he's going to go into town, he's going to spend the money on, you know, women and booze and overspend and just want to have a jolly old time um, because that's his thing. Because uh, that's all they do with their money. Right. Yeah, by fantasy. Yeah, even. Have fantasy. Yeah. Right. Because they even in the scene when they're when they have the the second robbery that they screw up and the guys come after them and they get chased. Mm-hmm. They get back to the town, like they they think they lost them. They get back to the town and they go back to the um, they go back to hide out at the uh, the um, the inn where the the uh, the ladies of the night are. Um, and he yells at the guy, like the, the guy who owns the place to go outside and tell them, oh yeah, they just rode out of town 10 minutes ago. They send the guys mm-hmm. off, right? Yeah. And Butch is then there, and well, sorry, they're both there. Sundance is there staring out of the window to see what happens. Butch gets one of the hookers. Mm-hmm. And just starts having fun. And it's like, we don't know that they're gone, man. He's like, will you relax? It's all going to be fine. Right. And then they show up. They hear the horses coming back. Um, that was the like, thing oh, they kept playing with that, I think. Led me down, and maybe there's more, there's probably more there um, after more viewings, but the whole, like, what are Butch's ideas, good or bad? Because he was the idea guy. Sometimes they panned out. They, they had a long stretch of them pointing out, like, you know, your ideas aren't that great, Butch. You shut up. So that's, that's why I, that, it led me down thinking the armature was somewhere in that world. But I couldn't figure it out, especially with that last scene with the whole Australia thing. Where it's like they're doing the same thing that they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah his ideas are not good in the new world, the new world that they are in. They worked when they go. They go back. They go to Bolivia, and that's the, that. That's why Bolivia. Shit, that makes sense. Yeah, when they go go to Bolivia, they get off the train. And the first thing they see is this like ramshackle old building in this kind of podunk, like farm village. So that's to represent that Bolivia is at that point a little behind where they were, wherever the hell they were in the mm. old west. Okay. But not much behind. But a little behind, so they're able to get away with what they were doing. Okay, I see. Yeah. But not for long, um, and you know, so they, however long they spend in Bolivia, like if it's a few months, maybe a year, maybe not much more than that at most, I, I guess, based on what they were doing, maybe it's only a couple months. Um, but yeah, so it's like the the world is catching up with them no matter what, mm-hmm. and it. it fully catches up with them and that's why they're totally surrounded hmm. okay because i think that's why the chase never stops right. like the chasers don't stop chasing them yeah it's true they didn't like, uh, pay off the white hat guy in bolivia they're just going to set him up right as, uh, another threat yeah but it's just like their guys that's it those guys change because they okay. know who the white hat guy is, they know who the black hat. Uh, they call him the black hat. They call him Lord Baltimore. 
yeah. and he's supposed to be some uh, some native tracker guy. Um, so he's amazing at tracking. And for both of them, when they like when they figure out who uh, Lord Baltimore is, they're like, oh, I heard I heard about him once when we were in uh, you know Colorado or whatever. And they're like, oh no, no that guy, I remember you talking about that guy. That guy never leaves Wyoming. Uh, or okay. Alabama or something. I was like, I don't know where the hell we are. We're sure the hell not in Alabama. But it that guy. Right. And then the same thing with the white the white hatted uh sheriff or whoever he was. He was like, That guy, da da that guy like the other like Butch says one and then Sundance says the other one's like, I think that's that guy. And he's like, No way it's that guy. That guy never leaves Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out like in the paper it says who they are when they get back to the, the girls' house. They like, oh, was it, uh, was it Sheriff such and such? Was it um, you know, Lord Baltimore? And she's like, yeah, it's them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, they'll be gone soon. No, they're not. They're being hired to, to kill you. And once that's done, then they will leave. Right. And it's like right. they change. So the so the 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 quote unquote bad guys of the piece, who are actually the good guys, because they're there to stop these guys robbing banks. Mm-hmm changed it's like oh they'll never do that and they did they changed right. and our and our protagonists never do yeah that's how they caught up with them that's cool that's interesting there's a one thing just a writer thing that i thought was cool it's pretty simple but <laughs> uh just kind of going along with the plot and them just kind of going to bolivia i was just thinking about that plant, you know, when he first talked about it in the first act and how important that was. So it's like, if he didn't mention Bolivia in the first act, then this would be such a random, like, why are you going to Bolivia? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the fact that they, like, I was even just thinking of how you would come across that. Like, you could probably be like, all right, now they have to leave. I don't know what the place, type of Bolivia. I'm sure they actually did research and all this stuff. And it's a relevant place back then but then someone's like oh well they can't just go to it so they should talk about it here it's like that's such an easy conversation to have as far as just the process of writing it's like all right we need them to go away let's find a place they make up a place and then all you have to do is have them have a conversation talking about the place in the first act and then all of a sudden it feels meaningful mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, they well they even and they even give reason to it when they have that conversation because they're like they, he mentioned something about a like a like gold a, rush or something. Like, something like a gold rush yeah they said like if we were if we'd have been around when the California gold rush was going on we'd have gone to California but we missed it or something along those lines I was like that's mm-hmm. what's going on in Bolivia you know because you read that somewhere or whatever so it's like so so this they mention it that way and it makes you think that oh they'll go and become like, you know, gold or silver or copper or tin miners or something in Bolivia. And they're like, no, the payroll there is going to be great. So there'll be plenty of places to rob. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also interesting, too, that they talk about like, if we would if we would have been here in the gold rush, we would have went to California. Like, they're still thinking of the past. Like, they're still trying mm-hmm. to recreate yeah. another past event. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the more I think about it, yeah, the armor, like, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, full, uh, not fully sure was nailed down exactly how to articulate it, but it is definitely, for me at least, it seems like it's definitely along the lines of like them. The world is changing around them, everyone is changing around them, and they're refusing to change. Mm-hmm. You refuse to change, you know, there will be a price to pay, and they pay the ultimate price. Because, yeah, thinking about it, now, yeah, it's a, they are, the towns are changing, the guys who are chasing them were, that's because there's no other reason, actually, for, for them to mention who those guys are. Like, the guys who are chasing yeah, them. Right. They're just be like a posse. They're just a posse, right? They mm-hmm. don't mention any of the other them. It's just like they're just some hired guns. You know? And even how they talk about them is kind of this like these are new people. Like the mm-hmm. whole they keep saying like who are these guys? Like they already know everybody. They're familiar with the world as is. Yeah. And then this yeah. is something new. I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. Because then what happens when they go to Bolivia is like the first couple times they get chased. Yeah, the first time they get chased in Bolivia, like the town, like they, they get out of the bank. The town is mad, unlike the last time they left, the, the first time they robbed a place. Um, the first time they show us them robbing a place. Like in Bolivia, the town is mad and the guy in the bank like runs to the sheriff station or whatever it is to tell the 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 policemen and they four of them run right after them and they chase them until they can scare them away right mm-hmm. so they you know they get a, end up getting somewhere and they don't even shoot they don't shoot any of the guys they shoot at the ground and mm-hmm. then they run off right. so and they're like ah it's, everything's back to normal good cool let's yeah let's go enjoy ourselves and it's like yeah that works for a little bit but then the same thing ends up happening is like it's just instead of a, un, uh, a, it's not an unstoppable posse. This time it's an army because they made themselves so notorious that they're just like, fine, we're sending in the, we're sending in the Bolivian army because mm-hmm. it's just time for these guys to die because they're causing so much trouble for everybody. Maybe the armature has to do with like, and maybe the path of least resistance does kind of go into this like. You can't do the same thing. And, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate it. Like, you do something once and it's fun in that context, but when you try to recreate that, you can't because the times have changed inherently. You know, do you guys know that mm-hmm. feeling? You know, you're hanging out with your friends and some sort of crazy water gun war breaks out and it's the most fun you've ever had. And then, like, a month later, you're like, oh, we should do that water war again. But it's like, now there's structure to it, now there's rules, because it's more planned. And yeah. It's just like, it doesn't have that same spark that the first one had. So, I don't know, it's, this movie totally goes in that realm. But I'm just trying to, like, it seems like they're trying to capture a specific, like, they like it when they're not very well known, and they can just rob banks easily. And once it starts getting bigger and more complicated, that's when they're, they have to run away and find a new, like, we just want to be the small guys robbing banks again. Yeah. Yeah, like the world itself is gone. 
uh, so much smaller. Well, I don't know if it's even like they care about being known because everyone knew them wherever they went in the when they were in the West. Mm-hmm. Like they never showed up. They didn't wear masks. They like the fuck the the the, the first uh, the. Uh, first train that they show him robbing, the train driver is like, he's like, oh my god, it's Sunday. And when he jumps off the train, the train driver comes out and then he points his gun at him again, like, because Sunday thinks he's going to try to stop me. He's like, mm. I ain't trying to stop you. I just want to watch. I'm just going to watch. Bring <laughs> kids. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so everyone knows who they are and they're charmed by these guys who don't try and hurt them. They're not very good at this. Because mm-hmm. like they do it the first time, and then they, when they go to do it the second time, they screw up and blow up the train, <laughs> which, yeah. which mm-hmm. got me the first time. I didn't see that. Like I, it was like, oh, get get a lot more dynamite. And they stuck it in there, and I was like, oh, they're gonna. I saw. I figured he was gonna blow up the safe. <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna blow up the whole train. <laughs> like just, raining money. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, uh, I burst out laughing pretty hard there when that <laughs> happened. Um. It was yeah, a pretty it was... funny film. I did enjoy some of, specifically this Butch and Sundance's relationship is quirky. And yeah, uh, it was, you know, all, all that was very unexpected. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting that either. It had a, uh, a funny, this is a side note, funny uh, revelation happened to me actually whilst I was watching it. Um, it was, so, I had, when I was a kid, we had uh, a, a Star Wars on VHS. And because it's a Fox VHS, they have a thing at the beginning where it wasn't really trailers, but they had like a 20th Century Fox sequence where it was like yeah. put to music. They play like a bunch of stuff from a bunch of different movies from their catalog over the decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, there's a ton of Star Wars in there, but a ton of other stuff in there because it's Fox and they've been making movies since like the 20s or whatever the hell. Sure. Um, and there are a bunch of shots from Butch and Sundance in there, and I never mm. knew because I'd never seen it. So, so, but like specifically the scene where he rides the bike backwards into the fence, mm-hmm. and then they've got the zoom in on the, the bull that chases him, right. the train blowing up, and then them jumping off the cliff. I was like, all that stuff. I was just like, oh my God, oh, this is Butch and Sundance? Wow. <laughs> Like I just like it was like a thirty year loop that just went round in my head in a second. I was like, "Oh my god, this is all this is from." I that's a crazy feeling when you feel that you see something that like when you're a kid you see and you don't understand it, and then all of a sudden you actually see what it's from. Yeah. It's this weird like, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like so many years later, it's like. Yeah. What? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I, w- I w- a couple things. Uh, it was uh, you know, when it, you know, when did the uh, uh, the montage in the middle of the movie of them, you know, mm-hmm. going to the work, uh, uh, you know, when it turned sapia and everything, that's when it came out. Mm-hmm. For for a moment there, I thought that was the end of the movie. I, I did like, too. You're like I swear, like if that, <laughs> like it was like I'd be like, what? If, yeah, if that had happened, I'd have been reevaluating a couple of things. Like, wait a second, maybe <laughs> there's some people who don't know what the hell they're talking about. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, that, I was also confused. Yeah, that that quickly got uh got got remedied though. It's, it's only the middle yeah. of the movie. Yeah. But, um, okay. <laughs> that was a really interesting, uh, for, you know, just for the filmmaking side of it. That was a really they did a lot with that. It was very clever because thinking about the movie, so like given that time period of when it's set and when it was the time period of when it's actually made, doing stuff in the old west was not easy, but relatively speaking, like there's a bunch of westerns being made through like the forties, fifties, sixties, and mm-hmm. even the seventies and stuff. So Making westerns is a thing. You can do that. Um, so most of the stuff in Bolivia is probably also actually, yeah, maybe it was in Bolivia, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was just somewhere in, like, you know, somewhere in the United States, um, or maybe some, maybe in Mexico or something like that. Um, but the New York stuff, because it's like supposed to be like turn of the century, like 1900s or late 1800s. Mm. New York, they that that would have been a massive undertaking for something that is really not a thing you could have done then, like unless you were making the whole movie there. Right. Um, so they you know will have used you know the '60s equivalent of of uh, of you know photoshopping stuff, which would have just been like cutting out pictures and putting them on others and then retaking pictures, but yeah. doing doing that to get those images. And then the flash year between of just like, this is a street in New York in the late 1800s or uh, whenever it's supposed to be happening. Um, so they could actually do that. And then on top, so they do that, show them having fun in New York. It's And it's also, from the story side of it, it's a brief glimpse of like, this is what, if you made some different choices, your life could be. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, but then what do they do with okay. you? They just party yeah. and have fun, right? And uh, and then they even have a really specific shot of like, um, Sundance dancing with the girl and Butch kind of looking over longingly, right. and then kind of looking away. And it's like, just takes one of you guys to be like, you know what? I'm gonna marry her, and we're just gonna live in New York. Mm-hmm. We'll still be friends then. We can hang out. Maybe we can work together and do something different. But and they won't because they can't change. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, it, and yeah, you know, it's the whole thing too that you know the fact the fact that you want them to change you know, <laughs> because because otherwise you know I'm just like. Like, like if you don't like them, yeah. Well, that's I think that's why they have to be charming, right? Because they don't change, so they have to be super charming, so you like them, because otherwise there's nothing to like, right? They're just mm-hmm. a bunch of they're, they're a couple of robbers who are stealing people's money that are, you know, it's not like there's federal banking insurance back then, right? You're you're literally taking people's money. No. It's not the bank's money. But yeah, I, I think it's like the also like the small moments of you know of of them you know not not rubbing banks or anything like that. You know, like the whole bike thing, everything like 
say, oh, you know, this is like, like this is the potential what their life could be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And then once you see that, you're like, yeah, I, w- I want that for them. Yeah, they should go with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, why they're like, oh, dang. Uh, um, <laughs> that last shot of just the picture of them bloodied up going out double handguns as you just hear the it, yeah. it was kind of devastating because of the story but kind of funny just how they pulled that off and just like that image of them just like ride or die baby yeah <laughs> they're literally going out in a blaze of glory Leroy yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Leroy <laughs> just ran out <laughs> oh my gosh! Actually, you guys just reminded me of the point that talking about that is like that's that's why the guy uh, that when they go and take the jobs is being security for the dude. That's why he explains that to them because he's oh, explaining yeah. to them the consequence of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like because they're the reason why people aren't getting paid. Right. Right, and it's like, oh yeah, no, we need guards because we get robbed. Um, so it's like, oh, how much does it pay? It's like, well, it should pay this. It, I can't remember how the guy says it because I didn't get to it in my second viewing, but he says something along the lines of, like, should you know, this is how much we'll pay, but if you get paid, and you're like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, we keep getting robbed, so it ain't be money to pay anybody. And right. it's like, and that's you know, mm-hmm. at least in part down to them. Right, and even with so, that, they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's still, like, they're, everything is showing, like, there's a consequence to what you're doing. There's real world. So it it's it's actually, yeah, that's, yeah, thinking about it more, there's a bunch of stuff in here that, like, really puts it well together because it's, it's there's nothing in the movie if they're not super charming. So they they're super likable and super nice, like for the most part, because like we need to like them, because and that's why everyone they know likes them. They just rob banks because they don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, even well, shit. Even the guy, the stuff at the beginning with the 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 gang wanting to change because they want to do something different. Mm. Um, and he's like, no, I'm the leader. I'm the guy who comes up with the plans. And then they take it. And it's like, it wouldn't actually make very much difference. Because then he literally, I think they then even do. Yeah, he goes with the other guy's plan. Yeah. That also just sets up that he's uh, he's a trickster. He's going to figure out a way out no matter what. He's not going to play by the rules. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because the way he tricks them is like we gotta set set up the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rules, rules for a knife fight. <laughs> well, if there's no rules. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, I was just. Oh, what? What? Another film I keep saying it. Like, and which we interested. Let's see how much of it. As, as there, but uh, you know, you know how the movie starts off, and it's like, like, like really, really early, really, like, you know, like see good tone, you know, 
you know, like footage, mm-hmm. and then transitions to like, uh, transitions to black and white, yeah, yeah, then to more modern day film and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, I was actually walk- watching this movie with my dad, uh, and yeah, he, he would he had seen that years and years ago, uh, and, and with and within those uh, first first couple scenes, you know, like you know, when it when it got to what I thought was a normal picture or anything, it's like, oh, the oh, the quality's not as good as I remember. <laughs> like, oh, okay, like, but it w- within it was like the like the latter half of the movie or something, mm-hmm. where he's like, hey, this is the quality I remember. I was like, what? Hmm. Like, wait, <laughs> did they? Were they using like like a different grade of film at the start and then improved it like as it went on? I don't know. They show like the passage of you know the progress you know the time in that really subtle way. Hmm. That would be interesting to look up. Yeah, I did not catch that. I know there's a distinct difference in the like there's um. Like, especially when they're running away from the 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 posse, like because there's a lot of like distance shots and stuff, and then also like the nighttime shots and everything. So everything just feels kind of grainy, especially on those like they do super long distance shots on the uh, on the chase. Like they're on one side of a valley, and you see like distance, distant cloud of dust on the other side of the valley, and it's kind of really grainy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then none of that stuff's happening in Bolivia because it's all kind of like they don't do any of the distance stuff anymore. So that could be part of it, um, because you just have less of that stuff happening. So maybe it wasn't on purpose, but. Because I don't remember that stuff happening in the close-up, but then I wasn't also was not looking out for it specifically, so it, it very well could have been. Yeah, yeah, I definitely wasn't looking for it either. Some sort of just on the set kind of thing that caught me was so, especially at the beginning when Sundance and Butch were just kind of they're writing back to Hole in the Wall. There was a lot of like really beautiful compositions as they were walking. And I just kind of put myself into, like, the cinematographer and then, like, the location scout's perspective. And I, I would just be curious, like, what a location scout's job would be. Because it wasn't a whole lot of shots, but every single shot, like, they specifically found one spot in the mountains where it's just, like, a slope came down, so it gave it a nice diagonal, and then it, like, had two mountains kind of framing a beautiful sunset in the background and you know they walked diagonally down uh on the horses and stuff i'm just like all right so it's like you have this location scout driving around for months and he's like this spot this is a very beautiful spot put a pin here yeah (laughs) i just like because that's something i don't necessarily think about in modern films because everything's like you know, half CGI. 
So the composition can be anything, and I just kind of take that for granted that every shot's kind of dramatic and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it's like you don't have that option. You just have to find the right spot to get the exact composition that's going to be cinematic. And if not, you had to matte paint it, which will have just been a right. pain in the ass anyway. Matte paintings are beautiful, but they'll have been pretty hard. There were a few shots in this where I couldn't tell if it was a matte painting or not. It kind of felt like it, but it could have just been a really like long shot where everything just felt really still. Mm. I felt like there were a couple of matte shots when they were doing the long-distance stuff in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what, like it felt like a couple, there may have been a couple of matte paintings there but then there's one specifically where I was like oh yeah that's definitely a matte painting and then later on um, like a minute or two later in the scene they show like the posse like riding along on top of this kind of like the edge of this cliff kind of thing and I'm like oh well that's not a matte painting mm -hmm. so maybe it was like a matte painting of that image because that Place was somewhere else so they could get the long distance shot and put it there or maybe there was some kind of other mixture going on or yeah maybe it was just, yeah, an artifact of the way they had to shoot it but um I was also but, yeah. thinking just the complex like direction slash like um scene choreography that had to play out especially with the writers like so far in the distance like how do you yell action all the way to those guys over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and make sure like the right things happen. Uh, yeah, there's definitely right a, there's definitely a, a like a bunch of coordination going. I was like, all right, guys, you guys are basically gonna ride a mile that way. Mm -hmm. um, so you see this flare go up. Yeah. At that point, start riding, and uh, and don't stop until you get the next flare. Is it? Like maybe they had CB radios or something, but even that, like those are that was those were some long distances mm -hmm. in some of those shots. So yeah, I'm entirely sure there's a there's a shack over the horizon and some guy with a phone and <laughs> call yeah. a guy. I was like, okay, let's tell him to go. <laughs> I was just I was just kind of taken aback because it seems it seems like the makers of that film felt like they were doing something important. Rather than uh, movies today, kind of feeling like they're made just for entertainment or money, and I think it only felt like that because of me paying attention to like you know like none of this they could say let's get it in post like yeah. everything is like no we need the take and we're gonna be here all week until we get the take. Mm -hmm. How much yeah, time and money that would cost. Yeah, because it's well, it, it's uh, yeah, it was probably just it. It would have been a different philosophy of the way you make them back then, just because it's like, well, you you ain't got a choice. Mm -hmm. You gotta get the take because you're not coming back out here to do it again, right? Right. Um, and, unless you're like right. someone who can have that that kind of pull, who would only be a couple of people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was probably just, I think there was a, like, there was a different relationship to what you were doing. Like, they knew, they'll have known they were making a film that was something that was going to be consumed. So it, the purpose of it was at some in some way 
like I don't know if this is the case, but it feels like back then the point of making something like that was because you were trying to communicate an idea. A side effect of it is oh, because it was a clear idea that was you know successfully being told, they were able to make money with it, so it was a successful film. Because mm-hmm. um, from the studio's perspective, of course, they want to make make a successful film. Right, right. Um, but you know, it was like it was an understanding that like to make a successful film, you gotta it's gotta be good. And <laughs> even with even with something like this, you know, yeah, just yes, we got you know, just you know, it being about something uh, specific, yeah, the idea like like the fact that these are based on uh, uh, actual people, you know, actual events mm. and everything, but they still uh, treat it the same way as far as uh like uh yeah yeah just 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 crafting it crafting the event events into a way where yeah 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 did it did it did have something specific to say yeah mm-hmm. so we're we're hitting around an hour now um we should probably wrap it up uh I, I do think the armature has something to do with keep just I guess not changing, not changing in a changing times. Something in that realm, yeah. And the yeah. consequences of not changing in a changing yeah. times. Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's that's what it's feeling like to me, especially as we're taking it apart. Definitely feels a lot more like it's. The times will change, or the world will change, and you can either change with it or die, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is what happens, and that has to be what happens, right? If they refuse to change, they have to die. Otherwise, what's the cost? Mm-hmm. They already weren't doing anything. You know, it's kind of like Shawshank. Get busy living or get busy dying. That's yeah. what the podcast should be called. It's kind of like Shawshank. We just try to make every movie fit into that. <laughs> it could just be called "Get Busy Living" and "Get Busy Dying." Okay. Yeah, or just end it with you know, and so, and so the point is, we need to go watch Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone, go watch Shawshank. It's amazing. Hey, thanks for listening. Feel free to leave us a comment where available, or find us on social media by searching at Theme Team Pod. Next week, we'll be talking about Pixar's movie Onward.